morning. Amen? God is so good to us, church. You realize how good God really is? He's so much better to us than we've ever been to Him. Amen? Got some witnesses in the house this morning. Amen? God is so much better to us than we have ever been to Him. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. How many of y'all like the little change we made for the offering this morning? Amen? Amen. We... um. The Lord's been laying on my heart to put more emphasis on, on the offering because, you know, it's holy. Yes, it is. Amen? Yes, it is. It's a holy offering this morning. Amen. And so we want to we honor the Lord. And, um, and thank you so much for honoring the Lord this morning in your, in your giving. And, and those that are giving the missions and the children's um, Christmas this morning. Praise God. All those who were involved and gave in to our Christmas shoebox ministry. Thank you so much. For blessing and honoring the Lord. Amen. Uh, what a blessing. My understanding is, and the reason why Angel and I fell in love with uh, Shoebox Ministry many years ago, is that we're told that that is the only Christmas they get. Think about that. Uh, whatever you could put in that little, in the box is about the size of a shoebox. That's why they call it Shoebox uh, Ministry. Um, but that's all the toys they get. Whatever's in that shoebox. And boy, that just really rang in our hearts and and um, we've just been a part of it ever since we've heard about it. Thursday night, we had the teenagers here. We had nine teenagers uh, here Thursday night, and um, Angel brought them in and uh, began to talk about these shoeboxes and, and uh, tell them about the, what the shoebox ministry is for. And, uh, and then the worship team and the teens came together, and we laid hands on those shoeboxes, and we prayed over those shoeboxes. Wherever they go, they will feel the presence and the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So y'all let that be your prayer this morning as well. Turn your Bibles with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4, looking at verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4, looking at verse 1. I'll ask you to stand for a reading of God's holy word this morning. Amen. We got a new series this morning. I don't know if... uh, well, I'm pretty sure I can't wrap it all up in one day, so that's why I call it a series. But it's a new title for us. Fight the good fight, finish the race, and keep the faith. Fight the good fight, finish the race, and keep the faith this morning. Let's see what Paul has to say about it in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Reading to you from the New King James Version of the Bible, which you can follow along whatever version of the Bible that you have. Says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing, and His kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with long suffering and teachings. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, fulfilling your ministry. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word this morning. God, we thank you, Lord, for your divine presence being in the house here with us this morning. I thank God for every soul that you have brought to the sanctuary today as, 
as I prayed last night over the sanctuary, dispatching the angels of heaven to compel them to come into the house of worship. But Father, we ask you for your anointing to be upon the airways on our internet radio station, God. All those that are tuning in and listening to us. Because we know as many as we have in the house this morning, there's just that many out there as well listening on live with us right now and worshiping with us. And Father, we ask you for your anointing to be upon their hearts and their minds today as well. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Looking at verse 6 again, picking up at verse 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but to all those who love His appearing. Amen and amen. I didn't realize until just now, the last song that we sung, talking about taking our crowns and putting them at Jesus' feet, even though the Lord gave me the sermon and I wrote it out on paper and I got my scripture, I didn't realize the scripture Paul just said about I laid up a crown for him, and not for him only, but for all of us. And then you see the Holy Spirit just brought that song in. Uh, the, I, the pastor's not that intelligent, amen? The Holy Ghost did that, amen? That had nothing to do with me. But I, I praise God for His presence. The Holy Spirit had just orchestrated and just given us confirmation of His Word, not just through the Scriptures, but through song as well. Amen. Can y'all just give Jesus a hand praise this morning? Oh, how wonderful the Holy Spirit is. This morning, amen. But Paul was telling, is telling us that Jesus, our Lord Himself, will judge the living and the dead. We are either alive or we are dead. Can we agree on that? Amen. Come on. You're either alive this morning or you're dead. There ain't no in-between, is there? Come on. We're either alive or we are dead. I think we can all agree on that this morning. Jesus will be coming back to bring judgment on the living and the dead. That's what Paul is telling us here in 2 Timothy. And yes, he will be judged between those who are physically alive and those who are physically dead. Every person who has ever lived will be judged for the life that they live, whether it be good or whether it be bad. I mean, I know the scripture tells us that after death, the judgment. Amen. That after death we will all see our maker, our creator of heavens and earth. Amen. And we will meet our maker and we will be judged of the things that we have done in our lives. But the scripture also tells us that judgment must begin with the house of God in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17. Jesus is also coming back to judge the church. How many of y'all realize that? Are we the church? Are we the body of Christ? Jesus is coming to judge us. We need to wake up this morning and realize that. That Jesus is coming to judge us because we are the body of Christ. And judgment, listen to what Peter said, judgment must first begin. Before it begins in the world, it's going to begin in the house of God. Amen. And I would dare to tell you that we are already seeing judgment in the house of God. 
We are already seeing uh, things exposed that had been hidden. Amen. And we're already seeing, we are already seeing the charlatans that are out there, the false prophets and the teachers are being, uh, uh, the veil is being opened and they're being identified and, and things are happening. And I want to tell you, judgment is already coming to the house of God worldwide and will continue to come. Amen. As Jesus sees fit. Can I get an amen from the congregation this morning? Amen. Amen. So Jesus is coming to judge the church, the body of Christ. And here's the judgment. Are we alive or are we dead? Mm, something to think about. The judgment that's coming to the church is a question. Are we alive or are we dead? Are we a dead church or are we a live church? Come on. We have to make sure that we are a church that is not spiritually dead. Amen. Amen. There's a huge difference between being spirit, a spiritual alive church and a dead church. A spiritually dead church operates in the flesh. Amen. Amen. And there's a lot of churches out there that deny the Holy Ghost, his freedom to operate. I praise God that we take the restraints here off of the Holy Ghost. Yes. We let the Holy Ghost have the freedom that he needs to minister. Amen. We do not restrain the Holy Ghost because we realize He is the third part of the Trinity. Oh, come on, of God Himself. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. We identify and realize that the head of the church, Jesus Christ, ascended up on high and He seated at the right hand of the Father God and He sent the Holy Ghost, come on, to the earth to be in the church. And we do not want to tie the Holy Ghost's hands up. We want the Holy Ghost to be free to minister, to operate, come on, and to make us alive this morning. We want to be a church that is full of the power of Pentecost. A church that is full of the power of the Holy Ghost in full operations of the nine gifts of the Spirit identified in Corinthians. Come on. We want to be the church that is alive this morning. And let me go ahead and tell you everybody on the radio, a church that is alive is worth the drive. Can I give an amen? Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hmm. In verse 3, it says, For the time will come, and I want to tell you that time is already here. It now is. The time that Paul's talking about, you and I are living in it right now. When they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside unto fables. I had to look up this word fables. What do you mean fables? Fables means a show. There's a lot of church out there just putting on a show. I've been inside. Listen, I've seen inside some of them churches. They got the smoke screens. They got the color lights going on. We was in one church and I thought I was in a disco. I mean, you might as well have the disco ball up there because the lights were flashing that way and the smoke was coming off of the stage. And I, I told Angel, I said, I feel like I'm in a nightclub and not a church. There's a lot of churches out there that look more like nightclubs than they do churches. I want to tell you, that as long as you come to the Bible Church of God, as long as this preacher's alive and well, I want to tell you, you will never feel like you're in a nightclub in the Bible Church of God. You're going to feel like you're in the house of the living God this morning. Hallelujah. I rebuke those churches that look like nightclubs instead of holy places of prayer to a holy God this morning. 
Amen. I got a few amens in there. Some of y'all saying, oh me. You know, I, I told Angel, I said, you know, the, the problem with my preaching, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you already know, but I, now I know. You knew probably before I did, actually. The church probably knew the problem with my preaching before I knew it. But you know what I realize the problem with my preaching is? I expect people to change. I expect you to take the Word of God that I'm giving you and I literally apply it to your life. Amen. Amen. I didn't show up this morning to give you a feel-good sermon and pat you on the back and tell you keep on living a life of sin. Jesus understands. I'm going to tell you Jesus understands you're going to hell if you don't repent of your sins. That's what Jesus understands, church. I am offensive. I offend people with my preaching. Listen, if I've ever offended you, I'm sorry. But you're not the one that's going to stand before God. I am. I'm not, listen, when I stand before God, let me go ahead and tell you, and when you stand before God, the angel's not going to be by my side saying, but God, but God, but God, what about this? But God, what about No, nobody will be my defense except the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. The blood that speaketh better things than that of Abel will be my only defense at the foot of the throne of judgment. And I want to tell you, when you're standing at the judgment throne, the only defense that you are going to need is the blood of the Lamb of God. And if the blood's not in your life, you will not have a defense and you will bust hell wide open, church. This is offensive to the sinners because, oh, he's making me feel bad. Honey, that's called conviction. Come on. I said, that's called conviction. My God, bring conviction back to the house of God and let people weep between the porches of the altar again. Come on, church. We need the conviction of the Holy Ghost back in the house of God. And the only way to get that is to throw out the feel-good sermons and preach what thus saith the Lord this morning. Oh, come on. I listen. I come to preach to somebody this morning. Amen. I got news for you. I'm in good company because if you really read the gospel of Jesus Christ, he was the most offensive preacher that ever lived. He offended people everywhere. He looked he look at a crowd and tell them, you of your father the devil. At least I ain't never pointed my finger at you and called you a devil. Come on. Jesus did. Jesus did. Nobody was more offensive than Jesus Christ's preaching. Amen. And if we're going to be real preachers of the gospel, we're going to offend this world that we're living in. And we're going to offend the sinners, come on, because they want to hold on to the world and hold on to conviction that their convictions are turning to offense instead of repentance. Come on, church. Come on, church. The Holy Ghost don't bring us conviction to bring offense. The Holy Ghost brings conviction to get you in the altar, to get you saved and sanctified and filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit this morning, church. We need the Holy Ghost. The church world is here right now. We are living in a time that Paul is writing about. False teachers and false denominations are teaching that miracles have been done away with. Raise your hand if somebody you've ever heard that before. Come on. They're out there. That miracles have been done away with. That the baptism of the Holy Ghost ghost has been done away with. Come on, that's what they're saying. That speaking in tongues is actually of the devil. That's what they're saying. I'm going to tell you something. We know those lies ain't real up in the house of God we're in right now. 
Because we've done been baptized in the Holy Ghost. We already know what tongue talking is all about. And how many of us just raise your hand as God ever touched you and healed you in your body? Don't tell me that God don't do miracles today. He's still a miracle God today. He's still forming miracles today. And the Holy Ghost is still being poured out on all flesh. Hallelujah. Just like in the book of Acts. And everybody will be speaking in tongues as the evidence of the Holy Ghost this morning, church. You see, the world don't want to hear this kind of preaching. They just want to hear a feel-good sermon. I didn't come to church for all that, preacher. I just want you to tell me how good I am. Well, I would if you was good, but you ain't good. Come on. That's why I got to preach the way I'm preaching. Amen. I'm telling you, we need the Holy Ghost in the house of worship. Those of us who have experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost know that God is still pouring out His Spirit and His power on the church. Just because they don't have, listen, just because they don't have the faith, come on, to experience more of God in the way, in this way, they want to deny you that experience too. The truth is, these false preachers and these false denominations just don't have enough faith in God to speak in tongues. Come on. They don't have enough faith to lay hands on the sick. They don't lay hands on the sick because they ain't got enough faith that they recover. Come on, church. We, we are one of the rare churches, I'm telling you. If you don't believe me, call some people you know to go to other churches and ask them, do y'all anoint with oil? Do y'all pray over the sick every Sunday? Yes. We are a rare church that does that. Yes. Amen. There's a lot of churches that don't even give any kind of an altar call at all. The preacher gets done, done talking and then he simply says goodbye and everybody just leaves. And there's no change. And instead of salvation, now we have confirmation. We have people join the church, but there's no salvation. It's just confirmation. That's all it is. But there's no salvation. Listen, you can join the church all you want, but if you ain't got salvation in the blood of Jesus Christ, you as lost as lost in me. Come on, church. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, I'm preaching better this morning. Some of y'all are shouting. Y'all need to catch up. Catch up with me, church. We know that miracles still happen today and every day and we're not afraid to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith and faith takes work. Come on. You got to work on your faith. You got to feed your faith. Listen, honey, this is why the pastor and the the Lord, Jesus is the head of the church, not me. And he's the one that said, get a radio station going. Record those sermons. We're going to put you on the radio. I thought Jesus was talking about the radio station down in Tallapoosa, the FM radio station. That's what I thought Jesus was talking about. But when I checked out the price, my Lord, it was, it was too much. The price was way too much. And you only had 30 minutes a week and all that. And Lord and behold, God just laid in my lap a 24-hour a day, seven days a week, internet radio station that we control, not somebody else. Come on, church. That means we can put on there what we want to put on there. Amen. And I'm telling you, I listen, we're pulling away from faith. Facebook, because if you notice, Facebook is starting to change your profiles and take off your religious beliefs off of your Facebook. Come on, there's going to come a day. Facebook will not allow the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I promise you, it's coming, church. But we have our own radio station. We can preach and teach and sing the blood of Jesus and anything else we want to without anybody cutting us off. Come on, church. My Lord, my Lord, come on up here, Brother Brandon. 
Brother Brandon's going to help me preach this morning. Come on up here, brother. Hallelujah. Y'all give Brandon the big hand because I know he's nervous, but he, God's going to be with you, brother. Come on and preach it. I want you to preach the word, brother. Preach the word. We got we to gotta preach the word. Yes. The Bible says, uh, be ready. Instant. Be instant. In and out of season. Yes. Come on. It says, to be instant in and out of season means we got to be ready all the time. Yes. We got to be ready day and night, night and day. Yes. We got to stay in God's word to keep it in our heart so we know how to preach to the people and tell them what they need to hear. So we can turn these people around and bring them back into the church. So we can touch those that need to be touched. We need, we need to be ready for when people come against us. As long as we got God's word in us, no matter who comes against us or what they say, we can, turn, we can preach back at them and tell them and show them what God's word says and to show them the truth. Because we got to have the truth with us at all times. That truth will touch people and turn their lives around. And it'll bring them back to church. It'll, it'll make them feel conviction and make them feel like, you know, I'm living in this world of sin, so I need to come back. I need, I need Jesus. As long as we give them the truth, they'll always know what they're doing wrong. So we got to be ready. We, got, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. It could be any time. And if we're ready and we're helping people get ready. Yes. Then when he comes back, that's that many more souls he's gonna take with him. Yes. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go out, get be ready, and go out and compel people to come into his kingdom. That's right. And get the souls saved. That's right. The harvest is ready. It's white. Yes, it is. And we got to go out and get the chafe out of the harvest and help the people learn what being ready is. There's so many souls out there that aren't being touched yet that we could touch. We could go out here in this town, and I guarantee you, anytime you run in, there's somebody you can run into in this town, yes. give them the word of God that they haven't heard it, or they've heard it and they forgot about it. And they come to church sometimes. You got your holiday Christians that come in on, only on holidays. They come in Easter and Christmas, and that's it, Mother's Day maybe. They come in Mother's Day, maybe Father's Day. That's it. And they don't get the full word of God like they need. They get a small message, but... We gotta cultivate the seeds and help yeah. help them grow. We gotta help them grow. We gotta give them God's word to grow and water that water that seed and get these people ready because Jesus is coming back yes, any time now. We don't know when it is. He don't even know when it is, but all the signs are there. Everything's coming together for the time for Him to come back. And we got to have. We got to be ready. We got we got to be ready and teach them. We gotta be patient with people. Sometimes it, it takes a little bit because people, you got to learn about people. We, we got to li- listen to their story also, though. We can't just go out there and bash them and bash them with the, with the Bible. We got to take time, sit down, and just listen to their story so we can learn what's going on in their lives and learn what word they need to hear to help them come back to church. As long as we take time with people and we learn, we, God will give us what we need to know about them people and teach them what they need. So they can get back in the church and get their lives right. Amen. Amen. We can't just go out there and bash people. We gotta Amen. we gotta love on them. Amen. Love is the key to it. Amen. Love them and give them the Amen. word of God. Amen. Amen. Good word, brother Brandon. Amen. Preach the word, not false doctrine. Amen. Amen. 
He also said be ready to preach this word in season and out of season. That means when it's popular or when it's unpopular. When they want to hear when they don't want to hear. Come on, church. No matter what season of life you're going through, no matter what season of life your church is in, we need to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Because Jesus, the head of the church, is coming back to judge a church if we are alive or if we are dead. Without the Holy Ghost, without the Spirit of God this morning. Amen? Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, looking at verse 1. Get there, say amen, and I know you're with me. Amen. If you're listening by the radio, say amen a little bit louder. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 1. Look at this is the words of Jesus now. Listen to the words of Jesus in the revelation of John on the island of Patmos. He's talking about the dead church in chapter 3 to the angel of the church in Sardis writes. These things say he who who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. That ye have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Look at what Jesus is telling his church. Maybe they had it on their church sign. The alive church. Or the living word. Or the living life. Come on. Come on. Or the living church. Maybe they had it on their church sign. He said you got a name that you are alive, But you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that you are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come unto you as a thief. And you will not know what hour I will come unto you. You have a few names even in Sardis that have not defiled their garments and they have walked with me in white and they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments and I will not plot out his... Oh my Lord, let's, let's slow that down. Can you see that? And I will not plot out his name from the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father... And before his angels, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. And everybody said, did you see that? Did you see that? And I will not plot out his name. That tells me that Jesus is going to be plotting out some names. Come on, look at the word. Look at the word. That means that Jesus is going to be erasing. He's got a big eraser. And he's going to be erasing some names out of the book of life. That's what Jesus told John the Revelator in chapter 3 here, talking about the dead church. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back to bring judgment to the house of God. Are we alive this morning or are we dead this morning? Are we alive to the Holy Ghost and to the Spirit of God or are we shut off? Are we closed down and do we deny the presence and even the existence of the Holy Ghost this morning? I got news for you. I can't answer for you. I can only answer for me, church. And in my heart and in my life and in my soul, I know that the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost, the third part of Trinity of the Godhead, and He is alive forevermore. Alive this morning, church. 
He's alive this morning, church. I cannot deny him. I said I cannot deny him. I don't know how some people will leave a Pentecostal church and then go to a church that absolutely denies the existence of the Holy Ghost. I don't see how you can do that. But yet there's some that do. I know preachers that used to preach under the Pentecostal anointing and because a little something happened in their denomination, they jumped and went to another church that absolutely denies the presence of the Holy Ghost. I don't see how they can sleep at night. There's no way I could possibly ever do that because to do that is to deny the presence of the Holy Ghost. I checked into a certain denomination one time before I became the, before I came, jumped into the church of God. And the reason I jumped into the church of God is because I could not find any fault in his doctrine. Let me go ahead and throw that out there to you. Because I looked and I searched and I studied to find some kind of fault in the doctrine of the church of God. I could not find none. Therefore, I jumped in the church of God. Amen. And said, that's the organization. That's the family. That's the body of Christ that I want to be a part of. And I did. But before I came, I checked into one denomination that has a lot of churches everywhere. Come on. I mean, a lot of churches everywhere. And if I call that denomination, even know what I'm talking about this morning and I spoke to the to the head superintendent of that of that uh, area and he said you know that if you come with us you're going to have to change your doctrinal beliefs I said what do you mean by that he says I'm talking about God the Father God the Son God the Holy Ghost and I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues I said sir thank you for your time but I can never deny that I can never deny that. Amen. But there are those that are doing it. There are those that are leaving Pentecostal churches and they're going to churches that absolutely deny the existence of the Holy Ghost. I got a warning for you. There's a Jesus, the head of the church, that you're going to answer to. And I don't want to be you when you stand before God and He asks you, why did you deny the presence of the Holy Ghost? I'm going to tell you. I believe that could be on the verge of what Jesus was talking about when he said the only sin that will not be forgiven will be blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. To absolutely walk away and deny the existence of the Holy Ghost and the operations. Amen. That's on the verge of it. It could be very well be the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost itself. Come on, church. Let's not let that be us. Let's embrace and welcome and get excited and ask the Holy Ghost to live inside of us this morning, church. Amen. Listen, I'm sad to report to you that there are many churches, even in our denomination, even in our denomination, that deny the operation of the Holy Ghost. If you begin to speak in tongues in some of their churches, I'm talking about in our own denomination, they will usher you to another room out of the congregation so that you can speak in tongues all you want in another room where you're not disturbing anybody. My Lord. I would be disturbing everybody. Come on, church. I said I would be disturbing everybody. My goodness. We want to welcome the tongue-talking baptism of the Holy Ghost and the nine gifts of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost in operation in our church. Amen. We want the presence of God in operation. It's not be done away with. Come on. He's still pouring that out. Amen. Nowhere in the scriptures has it ever said that God stopped pouring out the presence of the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, it says, contrary, in the last days, come on. In the, the last days was not in the apostles' days. The last days are now. 
in the last days. Come on, church. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and they will prophesy. Come on. And they will speak with new tongues. Come on. And they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the word of God this morning from Jesus, the head of the church himself. My Lord. Paul said before he died in verse 7, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Come on. Let's finish the race strong this morning, church. Let's keep the faith. Let's keep the Holy Ghost. Let's keep the spirit uh, in our church. And when Jesus comes back, let him find us tongue talking, spirit dancing, spirit praying, and spirit preaching. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. This morning, this might be our last scripture if the Holy Spirit will allow me. But I want you to turn there with me and see it in your Bible. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. It says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly Wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Now, let's just slow down a moment and really dissect what we just read. Look at what it says in the New King James or Old King James might take out the word eagerly, but it's still it's it's still meaning the same to those who eagerly wait. How many of y'all are waiting for the presence of? And the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We call it the rapture of the church. Amen. Amen. Are we ready for the rapture of the church? Are we eagerly looking for that day that the trumpet of God will sound and the dead in Christ will rise and those that remain will be called up to meet the master in the sky? Come on. Are we eagerly waiting for that moment? I I like what Pastor Thomas says. Pastor Thomas says, he says, I'm going to look for him today. And if he don't come today, I'm going to look for him tomorrow. And if he don't come tomorrow, I'll look for him the day after that. Come on. But I'm going to keep looking for him. Church, we got to keep looking for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ because he is soon to return. The trumpet is soon to blow and he is soon to return. But look back at exactly what he says. Paul was telling us here. Through the anointing of the Holy Ghost, he's saying to those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear the second time, comma, comma. That's a pause. That means what comes after that comma is going to be an additional thought to what he just said. Are you with me? I'm not not an English professor this morning, but I can understand that. Come on. So there's a comma there, and and that's a finishing of a thought, but we're fixing to add to that thought. Look at what it says. Look at what it says. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time. I'll tell you, the Holy Ghost spoke to me this past week. He said, I'm only coming for those who are looking for me. Think about the rapture of the church. He's only coming for those who are looking for him. Think the parable of Jesus about the ten virgins. Come on. 
five were foolish and five were wise. Only the five that were wise were really looking for the Messiah to come. They were looking for the bride, the, 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 the groom to come and get this bride. Only the five were wise. The other five that were foolish were not ready for him. Look at what it says. Read it again. Read it again. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time. Hmm. He's only going to come for those who are looking for him. That means if you're not looking for him, you're going to miss the rapture. That means if you're not looking for him, if you're not eagerly looking for him. And I want to tell you, you're not eagerly looking for him if you're sitting at home all the time and not coming to the house of God. What if Jesus materialized right now in the house of God? Come on, church. It was when the apostles were gathered together that all of a sudden Jesus appeared. It's when we come together with our faith, when we come together in unity. Jesus even said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be in the midst. Come on. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as we see the day approaching. My Lord, if you don't see the day approaching of the end of time now, you're blind and deaf and can't see anything. Jesus is about to come back, church. But he's only coming for those the second time. For those who are looking for him and waiting eagerly for his return. Now let's go past the comma. He's coming the second time, comma, apart from sin. He came the first time to die for sin. He came the first time to die on the cross. To take the sin of the whole world. To take the sin of mankind and died on the cross. And then there's another comma. He's coming back the second time for salvation. Come on. He's coming back the second time for those who are saved. Those who are looking for Jesus Christ. Those who are sincere. Sincere. Listen, I went through a little salvation prayer on the radio the other day making a commercial. And after it was over with, I said, listen, if you were sincere in your heart, then I want to welcome you to the kingdom of of heaven. But if you said that little prayer and you was not sincere, and you intend to go back out and keep sinning, you intend to keep sinning, and you, you're just saying these little words, but you didn't really mean it, then you did not get saved. I'm sorry. You can't just say words and say what well, I'm saying. No, you've got to mean it in your soul. When we're talking about the heart, we're talking about our soul. You've got to mean it in your soul. You've got to want the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of all your sins, wash all your sins away in His blood, and become a child of the living King. Come on, church. I praise God that I'm saved today. I praise God that you're saved today. And we are looking here at the Bible Church of God. We are looking for the return of the Messiah. And until then, we are not going to deny the presence of the Holy Ghost in the house of God. We are going to embrace Him. We are going to worship the Holy Ghost as we worship Jesus. Come on. And as we worship the Father, because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is morning church Mm, stand to your feet with me this morning hallelujah oh father we've given you your word and we pray we preach the best that we can this morning lord we've laid it out there god lord and as the saying goes where the tree falls there will i lord all we can do is put the word out there but father i pray that you'll take this word that they've heard this morning and those that are hearing even now And those that will be hearing this word later when it's loaded up on the radio station, God, 
that they will take this word, that they will apply this word, that they will pray this word, that they will receive you as Savior today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Church, just humor the pastor this morning for just a moment. And just pray with me. And those that are listening live right now on air, just pray with me. Just repeat after me if you will. If you want Jesus into your heart, you want to make sure you're saved this morning. Just say, Lord Jesus. Come on, say, Lord Jesus. I repent of my sins. Because I know I'm a sinner. I'm sorry, Lord. I ask you right now, Jesus. To become my Lord and my Savior. Wash me. Wash away all of my sins in the precious blood of Jesus. I accept you right now, Lord, as my Savior, my King, my Lord, my God. I give my soul to you. I give my body to you. I give my spirit to you. And I give you all my material possessions to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give her a hand. Praise the Lord this morning.
Removing the pain right now. Bring that healing into charity. Begin to align the bones. Begin to align those muscles right now. We speak strength around those bones. We speak strength around those screws in the middle that's in his body right now. In Jesus' name, to be strong. Strong in the name of Jesus. And my brother will be strong in the body as he's strong in the spirit. This morning, in the name of Jesus. Thanksgiving? Amen. Not your kind of turkey, brother. I can't eat that stuff. <laughs> 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 
Jesus, we speak peace, we speak 
healing. Oh, in Jesus' name, as you heal the leper, heal my sister God. In Jesus' name, right now. Yes. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand. Praise this morning, church. church of God this morning. We are alive, church. We're not dead. Listen, when Jesus comes back, He's coming back for us, amen, because we're looking for Him to return this morning, amen. amen. If Jesus don't come today, I'll be looking for Him tomorrow. If He don't come tomorrow, I'll look for Him the day after that. If He don't come that day, I'll look for Him the day after Come on, church. I'm going to keep looking for the Messiah to return and take the bride of Christ home. He's soon to come, church. He's soon to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Angel and I love each and every one of you so deeply this morning. It's our prayer and desire is that you will have a wonderful and beautiful Thanksgiving with your families. Amen. Remember us as we're traveling. And we look forward to seeing you here next Sunday. Amen. Amen. Be no midweek service. Amen. I know that it wasn't no sense in having a midweek service on Wednesday nights when we got turkeys in the oven. Come on, church. <laughs> I tell you what, can you do me one more favor, though? Go find a human turkey and bring him to church next week. <laughs> Praise God. Love on your families. Minister to them. Realize when you got your families together this year, it's an opportunity to love on them and let your light shine. Amen. Let your light shine this morning. Amen. Praise God. Let's get ready to go. Get ready.